And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, Raymond Edward Johnson stars in an FBI drama on Treasury Agent from 1947. Then it's part one of The Battling Bickersons from 1951. With me to help present these radio classics is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. Are you ready for the Bickersons a little later in the show? I feel like we are the Bickersons. We are. People call us that. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But before that, we're going to tune in to Treasury Agent. This was a crime drama that came to radio in 1947 over ABC. Raymond Edward Johnson, who is best known as Raymond, our host on Inner Sanctum, played Treasury Agent Joe Lincoln, who was a composite agent of the largest group of law enforcement agencies in the world, the United States Treasury. Now, the U.S. Treasury had under its jurisdiction the Secret Service, the U.S. Revenue Intelligence Agency, the Bureau of Narcotics, Customs, Alcohol Tax, and the Coast Guard. This series included New York's finest supporting players like Ralph Bell, Santos Ortega, Mercedes McCambridge, and others. In 1954, there was a revival of this show on the Mutual Network starring Larry Haynes as Joe Lincoln. But we have the original series for you now. Let's go back to August 11, 1947 for The Case of the Faithful Wife. This stars Raymond Edward Johnson, part one of Treasury Agent. The United States Treasury, largest group of law enforcement agencies in the world. United States Secret Service. We protect the President of the United States at all times and protect the money of the United States from counterfeiting. United States Revenue Intelligence. Jurisdiction over tax frauds and evasion. United States Bureau of Narcotics. Bureau of Customs, Alcohol Tax Unit. United States Coast Guard, crimes committed on the high seas. Treasury agent, based on the general modus operandi of United States Treasury agents operating here and all over the world. And now, Elmer L. Irie, former chief coordinator of all the aforementioned Treasury agencies. Mr. Irie. Before Treasury agents can close a counterfeit case, three things must happen. The bogus currency must be removed from circulation, the counterfeiters must be caught, and the counterfeit plates must be destroyed. In the case of the faithful wife, a problem facing Special Agent Joe Lincoln was to find and destroy an almost perfect set of counterfeit plates. To the underworld, they represented months of painstaking work and a potential value of millions of dollars. The final phase of the case began in a North Carolina town in the white frame house of Letty Raymond. She had a visitor, her younger sister, Eva. All right, Letty. I'll be on my way. Oh, I love that green alligator handbag, Eva. You do? 
Mm-hmm. I'll send you one like it when I get back to New York. A little present for keeping these two old suitcases for me. Eva, look at them. You mean in three years, Lou never bought you a new suitcase? <laughs> I left a whole set of airplane bags in New York. And five trunks, too, Letty. Four? Lou liked me to have a lot of clothes. And we traveled a lot. Well, that's all over now, I suppose. I suppose. How soon will you be wanting these two bags again? One of them. That's mine. I remember it from the day you left here. I won't want it for a long time. This one, it's Lou's. I'll let you know. All right, if I stick them in the attic? Any place safe. Eva, what are you going to do? Get a job, I guess. How about staying here? I get so lonesome. Oh, I'd like to be with you, Letty, but in a little town like this, people talk. In New York, I can get lost. Then suppose I come up north with you. No. Well, I can get a library job there, I expect. It'd be labeled, too. Like me. Huh? Besides, I... I never told Lou anything about you. What? Your own sister? He was glad I didn't seem to have a family. I want to keep it that way. But... Eva, I declare, I... Never... At least until all this business is over. I'll let you know my new address. Well, I suppose you know what you're doing. I don't, Letty. I'm in a horrible mess, and I'm just doing the best I can. Now, let me catch that train back to New York. The prisoner will stand. Lou Smith, before sentencing you, the court has one comment. It has rarely tried a man so obviously guilty, yet so arrogant and contemptuous of society at large and of the authority of this federal court. You are hereby sentenced to five years in federal prison for circulating counterfeit currency and for conspiracy another five years. That is all. Recess until two o'clock. Mrs. Smith. Yes? I'm Treasury Agent Joe Lincoln. I know. I heard you testify. You'll be seeing your husband before he goes up? Maury. Yes, Eva? Come here, please. Maury, you know... Oh, yes, we met on cross-examination, Mr. Lincoln. No hard feelings, I hope? We were do, both doing our jobs, Mr. Hutton. I was just about to say to Mrs. Smith, when she sees her husband, she might ask him for the location of his counterfeit plates. Oh, the trial's over, Lincoln. Why, I thought now that he's going to have ten years to think it over, he might want to tell her. And she might want to tell us. All through the trial, he denied he ever had any plates. Why would he want to tell now? As his lawyer, you ought to know, might help the parole board if he ever sees it. You're wasting time, Mr. Lincoln. I... I can't help you. Personal loyalty, Lincoln. Tough to break. Think it over, Mrs. Smith. Coming, Maury? Sorry, Lincoln. No, I'm bad. You're probably hungry, Eva. I'd better take you somewhere for a nice lunch. Any luck with it, Joe? Oh, well, no. Oh, she's jinxing us. I've just come from talking to Perry. Oh? Eva got away from him for two nights and two days. What? Yes. It's no fault of his, Joe, as far as I can see. He's one of our best men for tailing anyone. He's been breathing on her neck practically for six months. Mm-hmm. Well, two days ago, all of a sudden, she disappeared. Any idea of where? Perry's backtracking. Hmm. It might make sense. 
for Eva to have the place? And sash him wherever it was she went. Okay, now we got something to work on. Lou, this is the last time I'll be able to see you. Lean closer. You can't kiss me through the wire, Lou. Well, I can try. Come on. This is the best I can do. Listen fast. Keep the plates hidden. Let me move that suitcase around every six months till I get out. Don't tell nobody, not even Hutton. Got it? Where are they now? Kiss me, Lou. The guard's looking. One minute for visitors. Try and remember that baby. Hey, Eva. Yes? Wait for me, huh? You got to. Sure, Lou. Sure I will. So long. Yes, Mrs. Ellie. And have the cab driver for you, Mr. Williams. Oh, brother. That makes number 321. All right, send him in. Come in. They told me at the company to see you, Mr. Williams. I didn't do it. Do what? Whatever it is. <laughs> Relax. Look, one night a while back, June 8th, some cab driver here in New York took a woman fare to Pennsylvania Station. Now, we've asked every cab company in the city to send their cab drivers over to be interviewed. Oh, uh, you got an idea how she looks or something? Yes. She usually carries a big green alligator handbag. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I remember a dame with a handbag like that. Uh, I got here my tabs to refresh my recollection, sort of. Uh, I pick her up at 610 and West 80th Street. She's got three suitcases. How do you remember that? She gave me a buck tip later, that I remember. Mm-hmm. What else about her? She looks like Gypsy McGee. Who's Gypsy McGee? You don't know Gypsy McGee? I'm sorry, I guess I haven't lived. She's strictly the hottest, fairly cute dame i ever seen. I've been watching her from balconies for ten years. I thought this dame was Gypsy McGee. She said no. What time did you get at the Penn Station? Uh, by then it's like uh, twenty to seven. You remember if she carried the bags herself from the cab or uh, got a red cab? Well, after she gave me the buck, I don't remember nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, Mr. Williams? Uh, get Mr. Lincoln in Washington, will you? Okay, that's all, Mr. Uh, McGee. McGee? Well, that's a coincidence, isn't it? No. After that, I get to know the real Gypsy McGee. We get married and I change my name to hers. Drop around the theater any night, Mr. Williams. You'll find me right next to the runway. Yes. Thanks. So long. Got Lincoln? On extension three. Thank you. Hello, Joe. How you doing, Al? We got a break. Finally, finally, finally. Where Eva went? We found the cabbie who took her to Penn Station after she ducked Perry. Mm -hmm. Next step is questioning all the red caps. I'll let Perry handle that. Say, what's, um, what's Eva been doing with herself lately? Working in a hat store by day. Playing tic-tac-toe with her husband's lawyer, Maury Hutton, by night. Maury, you mean it's final? Read the decree for yourself. Oh, I'll take your word for it. I feel like a louse. You couldn't go on being Mrs. Lou Smith for ten years. Even Lou wouldn't expect it. He did. Well, certainly you wrote him. That doesn't mean he understands. He doesn't have to. I want him to. You and I love each other, Maury. I, I want him to understand that. Oh, I'll write him, too, if you like. Oh, 
You don't know Lou. He, he wasn't a bad guy, Maury. For a husband, I mean. A little hot-tempered, he always seemed to me. That's the thing. Well, he's got a lot of years to cool off. Oh, that suits me. Eva, I hope I can make it all up to you. My three years with Lou? They weren't so bad. Being married to a counterfeiter, always on the jump? Honestly, Maury, I didn't know much of what he was doing. You know, it was like a man going to the office. You won't be like that, will you, Maury? Eva. Yes? Now you're divorced from Lou. Cut it all off clean. Everything. I... I may have to see him when he comes out. Well, that's almost ten years away. I mean now. Is there anything I ought to know about? Anything at all? Maury, I... No. Not a thing. Good. Now, you ready for your wedding present? Show me. Oh, it's over an hour's drive from New York. What a house in the country. <laughs> Maury, darling. We can get married Monday and move out there next week. Eva, I'm going to try very hard to make you happy. Oh, Maury, you just signed up for a race. Who would that be, Maury? Oh, I'll see you. Oh, Mr. Hutton. Lincoln of the Treasury, if you don't remember. Oh, of course, Lincoln. Come in. Thanks. I uh, hope Mrs. Hutton is in. In the living room. You knew I got married? We read the papers. <laughs> of course. Uh, darling, Mr. Lincoln of the Treasury. Hello, Mrs. Hutton. What do you want? Um, lovely house you have here. When you moved into the country, you moved into the... Country, didn't you? <laughs> Not a sign of civilization for a quarter of a mile, Lincoln, except for that disused barn down the road. Hmm. Oh, uh, have a drink? No, uh, one, uh, one finger of bourbon, no ice, thanks. Mr. Lincoln, what do you want? Been listening to the radio tonight? We were waiting for the symphony. Oh, then you don't know that Lou Smith escaped three hours ago. Escaped? Another man who's been caught already. Why did you come here personally to tell us, Lincoln? Mrs. Hutton can guess. You think he'll come here? Or reach you somehow. Penitentiary's only a hundred miles off. He has no reason to. He knows he's divorced. You're trying to do Smith's thinking for him, Hutton. Don't you think you'll be caught? I thought I'd warn you. We won't harbor him, Lincoln, if that's what you're thinking. You're a lawyer, Hutton. You can explain to your wife what serious penalties she'd face. I if... don't want to see him, Mr. Lincoln. If you did harbor him. Never mind the drink, Hutton. I'll be going. Wouldn't you like to stay, just in case? No, we'll depend on you, Hutton, and on Mrs. Hutton. Good night. I'll see you to the door. Lincoln, thanks very much. Sure. If anything does happen, call your local police. Right. Good night.
It's Lincoln. Yes, Hudgenock. Hey, the guy who owned this place must have been a dairy farmer. Seen anything yet? Only Hutton and Eva going in and out. In our drinks on the terrace, then inside for dinner, I suppose. No servants. Hmm. Then out again to sit on the lawn till it got dark. After that, lights in the living room. Could you see me inside with a telescope? <laughs> you didn't get your drink, did you? <laughs> Hutton was so startled he dropped it. I wish I was sure about those two. We will be. Got the phone in yet? Certainly. Cut in on the line by the road. You know, personally, I think Smith's too smart to come anywhere near here. Maybe Eva hid those plates the two days we lost her. If so, he's got to come here to find out where. And I've left a clear road for him. There isn't a patrol car between him and that house. Unless he figures Eva double-crossed him with Hutton. <laughs> and he'll be sure to come. Eva. Yes? Asleep? I keep hearing noises. Noises? Outside. You sure you locked all the doors? And the windows. Isn't it funny Lincoln didn't stay? They probably don't expect Lou to get this far. Or it's a trick. Laurie, put your arm around me. Sure. Better? Don't move either of you. Lou! What the... Keep quiet. No lights. No, you're crazy to come here. It's the one place I was going to come. How'd you get in? I just got out of a much tougher place. Lou. How's my double cross and turtle down? They expect you to come here. Nobody saw me. How's it feel to be a double crosser? Wait for me, I said. Sure, she says. That's the one thing they let me take into that house with me. I loved you, Eva. I didn't double cross you. We fell in love afterward, Lou, honestly. I wrote to you. You fell in love. I suppose double crossing me on a plate was no part of it. Well, you can't sell that to me. Get away from her, Lou. It's too late. Lou, no. Mm. Oh. Lou. Lou, you didn't... The guy I escaped with gave me that knife and you're next. You murdering animal. You go to the chair. I already killed a guy escaping. I got nothing to lose. You killed her. I loved her, you rotten. She double-crossed me. She did not. Now you can tell me where she moved the plates to. Rise. She didn't double-cross you. I don't know anything about them. She'd never tell me. That's lying. No, you'll never know where they are. You're going to tell me. I, I can't. Let go, Lou. Let go. Now listen to me. It's true. She never crossed you up. I don't know where the plates are. I... Listen, Lou. I'll prove it to you. Stay here in the house. I'll hide you. See for yourself. I, I swear she never crossed you up. Now I killed her. But out of my head when I got her letter. That's when I started figuring on busting out. Look, you better be telling the truth. But didn't you hear what I said? What? If nobody saw you get here, stay. I'll hide you. You can see for yourself. By watching you. It's an idea. Maybe they'll never figure you'd come here. Okay. Now to get Eva out of this bed... How about the cellar till I figure out something else? That's the first portion of Treasury Agent. More after these words.
More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, Carl Amari here. During the month of January, you can digitally download the new Adventures of Michael Shane, Volume 1, featuring 12 detective episodes starring Jeff Chandler. The new Adventures of Michael Shane, Volume 1, is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Also on sale during January at 50% off is Our Miss Brooks, Volume 1, starring Eve Arden in 12 comedy episodes. Our Miss Brooks Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for only $9.99 via digital download this month only. Visit ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download The New Adventures of Michael Shane Volume 1 and Our Miss Brooks Volume 1 at half price. In February, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during January. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order. While you're there, download an episode of Suspense absolutely free as our gift to you. ClassicRadioStore.com And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now back to Treasury Agent. Special Agent Lincoln to Eastern Districts. Please stand by to give maximum cooperation state and local police when we pick up trail of counterfeiter Lou Smith. He may be heading for a hiding place of his counterfeit plates. Spare no effort or manpower to prevent these plates from being used again. Report Lincoln, New York. Yes, Miss Roselli. Agent Williams calling from the observation barn. Right. Al, anything break? Plenty. This morning, Hutton told the milkman that Eva went away last night. Away? Must have been late. It was evidently just a cover-up. At the same time, he slipped the man a note to give the police, addressed to you. Why a note? Now listen. Smith here murdered Eva last night. What? He goes on. I am supposed to be covering up for him in fear of my life. I will endure anything to make sure he's punished. He doesn't know where plates are. For God's sake, hurry. Initials M.H. for Maury Hutton. But then Smith did figure Eva double-crossed him. And maybe she did. Or he'd know where the plates are. Al. You figure Hutton's on the level? If Eva was murdered, I'd bet on it. And assume he really was fond of her. Imagine what the poor devil's going through. Look, we better do something fast. Right. You go see Hutton. Smith will be listening, so don't give Hutton away. Try to convey to him we don't want to take Smith till we can catch him with the plates, and we're trying. Hutton must be in a terrible state of mind, but let's hope he'll see our point. Okay. I'll leave now and wait for you at the barn. Yes. Agent Perry phoned while you were talking to Williams. He says he's learned where Eva Smith went those two days before Smith's trial. He broke it? She visited her sister in Florence, North Carolina, Miss Letty Raymond. She went down with three suitcases and came back with one. Miss Roselli, order me a department plane for Florence, North Carolina. Then call Williams right back and tell him to go ahead alone with Hutton. Hutton, who's that? How do I know? Milkman again? I better answer. Wait till I get in the closet. Listen, no tricks. I got this gun aiming right at the back of your head, and I got nothing to lose if I use it. Hold it. Okay. Oh. Yes? Hutton, I'm Williams, Lincoln's partner. I'm glad to see you, Williams. Inviting me in? Yes, please. Is, uh, 
Mrs. Hutton around? Uh, no, the fact is she's out. What? You let her go after we warned you? Oh, I, I had no way of stopping her. She may have gone to meet Smith. Yes, I thought of that. Where'd she say she was going? To, uh, to Chicago. She has friends there. Oh. Oh, well, that makes it easy, Hutton. All we have to do is pick up Mrs. Hutton's trail. Smith is bound to look for her, and then all we have to do is follow her, and we'll find him then. I... Yes, I see what you mean. Oh, he fooled us, all right. We thought he'd surely head for this house. You see, Hutton, this is our chance to catch him, actually, with those counterfeit plates. That's the main thing that interests us. Now, you understand that, I'm sure. Yes, I think I do. All right. We'll be in touch with you, Hutton. And, uh, don't you make any mistakes. I'll try not to. Good night. Good night. Williams. Yes? Good night. Nice going, Hutton. <laughs> now we got a little time. What about Eva? Keep your chin up, Hutton. There's a partner of mine in New York. I'll get in touch with him. He can take her in a car, say, into the next state, and drop her in the woods. <laughs> Unidentified bandits. You get it? Yes? Miss Letty Raymond? Yes? My credentials. Special Agent Joe Lincoln, United States Treasury. Oh, I declare. May I come in? Oh, oh but please do. You're the sister of Eva Hutton, aren't you? Hutton? Formerly Eva Smith? Oh, yes, but... Heard from her lately? Isn't she all right? Have you heard from her lately? Well, no, not since... She's in trouble. That's it, isn't it? I thought you might be here. Didn't you know she remarried? I, I haven't heard from her since... Well, she was here last... Oh, six months ago. Did that strike you as odd? Well... She often didn't write for long times. She left two suitcases with you, didn't she? Yes. I, Mr. Lincoln, I don't understand what all this is about. If Eva's in trouble, I wish Miss you... Miss Raymond, you're in a position to help us. It's highly important. How? By writing your sister a letter the way I tell you. But first, there's something you should know about Eva. <laughs> Lou. That? Here's a letter for Eva. Yeah, let me see. Who's it from? Some dame named Letty. Oh, the back of the envelope says Letty Raymond, Florence, North Carolina. That night. She were right. What? Listen. Dear Eva, not having heard from you for so long, I was wondering if you forgot about the suitcases you left here. One of yours, one of Lou's. When are you coming home again? People keep asking me about my beautiful sister up in New York. You know Eva had a sister? No, I didn't. Oh, neither did I. But uh, this letter and those suitcases, suppose they contain the plates? Maybe. Maybe the sister routine's a gag Eva cooked up. Yeah, she was always kind of cute that way, what are you going to do about it? You and me are going down to see this Letty Raymond and those two suitcases. Go ahead, Al. 
Now listen, Joe, a car arrived at Hutton's this morning. One man went in, came out about an hour later with Hutton and Smith. The new man took a trunk in his car and drove off in one direction. Smith and Hutton took Hutton's car and left in another direction. What didn't follow? Yes, the boys will report to you. Okay, I'll send four men out to search the house to make sure they didn't pull anything. As soon as they get there, you join me here. Al, I'll bet you we're going to North Carolina. Okay, sister, let's see those suitcases. Well, certainly, Mr. Smith. They're in that hall closet. Stay where you are. Hutton, keep an eye on me. Right. You kept them just in the closet? Well, they were too heavy for me to lug way up to the attic. Yeah, yeah, this one's mine. I remember it. Hutton, clear off that table. Okay. You, sister, lower the shades. Well, certainly, Mr. Smith. All right. Okay, okay. Hutton, you got a pen knife? No. Oh, never mind. This paper cutter will do. Now, let's see. Yeah. Here they are. You see, Lou? I didn't know. She never told me. Shut up. You, sister, give me another suitcase empty. Well, the only one I've got Hey, is... wait a minute. What? These aren't my plates. Oh. Not a not. You're crazy. Oh, so it was a double cross, huh? A good big fancy one with all the trimmings. Okay, you two. You and Eva cooked it up together. I'll put you with her so you can all laugh together. Oh, you're crazy. Don't shoot. Hold it. Hey, what the... All right, now. All right. I've got his gun, Joe. Okay, Hutton. Nice work, Miss Wren. Oh, Mr. Lincoln, I... I think I'm going to faint. Oh, I got her out. Give me a hand, Hutton. All right. Thanks. Lincoln... Lincoln, you planted these phony plates? Just to get you to talk, Smith. We've got the real ones. And uh, thanks for the confession of murder. Lincoln, I can tell you everything you need to know. He killed Eva. I love her. Easy, man. I want to see him go to the chair. He's got to. Steady. He's got to. Steady, Hutton. You will. Al, let's get them all to Washington. We'll destroy these plates and close this case so it stays closed. <laughs> Now, here again is Elmer L. Irie. The two murders committed by the man I have called Lou Smith led to his trial and execution. From the Treasury point of view, however, the real point was that Lincoln, by fast and astute investigation work, located an almost perfect set of counterfeit plates that were a continual danger as long as they existed. At last, the Treasury could write on the report, plates destroyed, case closed. Next week, the case of the swindler's daughter of the big-time crook who was ready to sell everybody down the river, including the one person in the world who believed in him. In tonight's dramatization, certain names, dates, and incidents were changed in the public interest. Mr. Irie was impersonated. Leading roles tonight were played by Raymond Edward Johnson and Ralph Bell. Music was directed by Ralph Norman. Treasury Agent is a Phillips H. Lord production. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. 
And that's Treasury Agent from August 11, 1947, with The Case of the Faithful Wife, starring Raymond Edward Johnson, also in the cast Ralph Bell, as heard on the ABC Radio Network. Well, it's time now for you and me, Lisa, The Bickersons. Uh, this series originally starred Donna Michi and Francis Langford as John and Blanche Bickerson. But you know what happened on this radio series, Lisa? What happened, Carl? Don Amici got busy, and he couldn't uh, do the uh, the rest of the series, so they hired a new actor, Lou Parker. So for a while, Lou Parker and Francis Langford played John and Blanche Bickerson. And that's what we have for you now, a July 10, 1951 broadcast called Going on Vacation, starring Lou Parker and Francis Langford, part one of The Bickersons. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here are Francis Langford and Lou Parker as John and Blanche Bickerson in The Honeymoon is Over. John? Wait a minute. Come on out from under that car. I want to talk to you. John! What do you want, Blanche? Where's Nature Boy? Who? The cat. I haven't seen him all morning. I think he's lost. He's not lost. He's under the car with me. Where? That black alley cat isn't ours. Nature Boy has a golden coat. That's him. I've been petting him. (laughs) You've been wiping your hands on him. You ought to be ashamed of yourself, John Bickerson. Well, he had no business to come sniffing around while I was changing the brake fluid. Fine way you picked to spend your vacation under a car. I'm trying to fix it so we can go for a ride. I don't want to ride in this thing. You've got a whole week off from your job. Why don't you do something with it? What do you want me to do? Go down and collect your unemployment insurance. (laughs) I can't do that. You know I'm getting paid while I'm on my vacation. Well, you're not getting as much as you'd get from the unemployment bureau. I can't help it. Why can't you quit your job for a week and collect? If I quit for a minute, they'd never take me back. Vacuum cleaner salesman or a dime a dozen. Stop waving that oil can around. It's pouring all over the seat. Wipe it up, John. Okay, hand me that cat. You leave him alone. How <laughs> long are you going to be? I'm almost finished. Grab hold of that wire, will you, Blanche? This one? Yeah. Feel anything? No. Why? Nothing. I just wanted to see if it was connected to the battery. <laughs> oh, take it easy. The battery is dead anyhow. Now, you're not going to get a new one. You've squandered enough money on this car. What are you talking about? The only things I've bought in the last two years are a windshield wiper and a crank handle. If you didn't throw money away on all those fancy accessories, you can afford a decent car. Nothing wrong with this car. Anybody will tell you that 1932 was a great year for Essex. (laughs) Better move, Blanche, unless you want to get this paint over you. Are you going to paint the tires? I have to. The tubes are showing through. (laughs) John, if you take my advice, you'll trade this thing in. I'm not making any trades unless I can get a good deal. Well, how do you know you can't? Have you tried the Smiling Irishman? I tried the Smiling Irishman. What did he say? He didn't say anything. He laughed out loud. <laughs> because you're not a good salesman. I'll bet my brother-in-law Barney could make a good trade for you. Barney. Barney's a shrewd businessman. Yeah. He can get things from people. He got plenty for me, all right. <laughs> I wish you were more like him. Mm. Barney makes good everywhere he goes. Even when he was in the army, he worked himself up to a field marshal. He worked himself up to a buck private. How can you say that? You know very well we got word that he was made a field marshal. He was a private and he was court marshal. <laughs> field marshal. Well, what's the difference? Court marshal, field marshal. Stop wasting your time with that pile of junk and come in and have your lunch. Later. 
Your creamed anchovies are getting cold. I don't want any creamed anchovies. Throw them away. I will not. I've got a good mind to eat them myself. Fine. If I get indigestion, it's your fault. Hi, Blanche. Barney, how did you get in here? The front door was locked. I had a key made. <laughs> What'd you do that for? For your own protection, Blanche. I always check my friends' apartments for prowlers when they're not home. Prowlers? Yeah. And let me warn you, never hide money in the sugar bowl when you're not home, Blanche, because that's the first place a crook looks. How did you know I had money in the sugar bowl? I just guessed it. Well, it's only four dollars. Three sixty-five. <laughs> Blanche, have you decided yet where you're going to spend John's vacation? Not yet. Why? Well, I'm in the real estate business now, you know. No, I didn't know that. Oh, just a few exclusive summer rentals. I'm the sole agent for Leo Gooseby's summer cottage. Have you ever seen it? No. It would be perfect for you and John. Every modern convenience. Wood stove, oil lamps, and you don't have to go very far for water. It's right in the edge of a swamp. <laughs> I heard it was near a lake. It was, but it dried up. They've got the most beautiful cactus there now. Well, Barney, I don't You can think... have the dump for $25 and I'll waive my commission. Well, that is a bargain. But I don't know. John hates the country. He don't know what's good for him. The country's healthy and the altitude might jury snoring. You think so? Mm -hmm. I haven't slept a single night in four months. You sure look it. <laughs> Believe me, you know, I'm thinking of your health and I won't make a dime on the deal. I know it would be good for John if he'd only try it, but how am I going to get him up there? Oh, that's easy. Get him to give you a driving lesson, and while you're driving, keep driving right up to the Goosebys. Barney, you've got the most wonderful, conniving brain. <laughs> oh, it's nothing. I'll notify Leo that you're going up there. So long, Blanche. Thanks, Barney. Oh, uh, by the way, Blanche, as long as you're going to be away for a week, do you mind if I use your apartment? What for? Well, you see, I'm throwing a big poker party tonight for the gang from the United Nations Pool Hall. Well, I don't think John would like it. Lance, what he don't know won't hurt him. <laughs> Besides, I'll cut you in on my poker winning. Well, I could use the money. How do you know you're going to win? We're using my card. John, put these in the back seat. Blanche, you're only going to drive around the block. What do you want with three suitcases? I'm taking them to the laundry. What for? They're not dirty. <laughs> the laundry's inside. Well, you're going to teach me to drive, or aren't you? Get in. All right. What do I do? Shift the first, let out the clutch, and feed the gas slowly. Have you got that? Yes. Start the car. Seat's too far back. It's not too far back. But I can't see the radiator cap. Why do you want to see the radiator cap? How else can I aim it? <laughs> you steer it. You don't aim it. It's not a weapon. Let's go. Don't rush me. Now, let's see. Put the clutch in. Shift to first. Let the clutch up. Easy. Feed gas. There. Well, why aren't we moving? You didn't start the motor. What motor? The one that comes with the car. <laughs> What do you mean, what motor? Don't snap at me. I'm not snapping. Start the car. Oh, all right. Wait a minute. Stop. 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 What's wrong? Am I going too fast? You're not moving. Take your foot off. <laughs> the motor won't start unless you turn on the ignition. Where's the ignition? On the dashboard there. The key is in it. Why do you have to lock it? Nobody's going to steal your ignition. <laughs> How's that? Wonderful. Now, put it in first. 
Let the clutch out easy and you'll roll slowly and smoothly. There. Now make a right turn. John, I'm doing so well. Uh, why can't I keep driving straight? Because you'll be on the highway in two minutes. Well, that's all right. I know a good wide driveway I can turn around in. What driveway? At the Gooseby Summer Cottage. Are you out of your mind? They're a hundred miles from here. Forty-seven. I looked it up on the map. I don't care if they're around the corner. I'm not ruining my vacation by visiting the Goosebys. Move over. I'll turn the car around. Now, wait a minute, John. I'm only doing this for you. What are you talking about? Well, it's business. The Goosebys need a vacuum cleaner. You know how I hate the... They need a vacuum cleaner, huh? Yes, and this is your chance to sell them one. Well, why didn't you tell me right away? Well, I didn't think of it till now. Aren't the Goosebys fortunate to have a summer cottage? It serves them right. I wish we had a place in the country. It's so nice and healthy. Not for me. The altitude is bad for my sinus. What do you mean? Makes me snore like the devil. (laughs) That's the first portion of The Bickersons. More of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360. want to remind all of our listeners that we have a website for this radio show. It's Hollywood360radio.com. All kinds of fun stuff there, including a podcast of this show. And a lot of times, uh, listeners can't hear all four hours on the radio stations. Well, you can come to our website and hear it on a podcast, Hollywood360radio.com. There's other fun stuff there as well, right, Lisa? Right. Pictures of you? Not too many, no. No? No. But we do have a pop-up for our surprise boxes. Oh, yeah. And we have a, uh, a new classic radio app, which is there as well. If you scroll down, so there are a lot of new things to go check out. You just downloaded that app a couple days ago. I sure did. It was Been listening to the free uh, classic radio shows on I there? I listened to Jack Benny this morning. Oh, wow. Very yeah. good. You can always have your fix of classic radio. If via, this isn't enough, there's yeah, more. Our new free app. That's right. Just uh, go to Hollywood360radio.com, scroll down, and... Uh, Make sure you order our free app with 10 free classic radio shows on it. Next time, it's the conclusion to The Bickersons, starring Lou Parker and Francis Langford. Then we'll tune into a good mystery on The Chase from 1952. That's next time right here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.